All right, so let's go ahead and talk about SARMs. All right, so let's talk about SARMs today. This was a podcast that I meant to do after my uh, PD part one. Uh, podcast where I talked about your AASs or your anabolic androgenic steroids or your steroids um, but SARMs actually took a lot more research than I anticipated so you know I wanted to give some quality um, information to you all so I uh, did my due diligence and looked them up and this is what I got for you again this is just, this is just a summary um, not going to be the medical professional here actually no one can be a medical professional because uh they aren't um, they can only be sold for research purposes so SARMs selective androgen receptor modulators um so SARMs are marketed as having the benefits of AASs but without the side effect because they target androgen receptors only and no other parts of the body uh, another benefit is that they don't aromatize into estrogen. So some of the AASs, um, because they um, have a very similar structure, um, there's a, they can actually uh, be converted to estrogen. And so typically uh, these guys are taking, when they're, especially on the off cycle, they're taking these estrogen blockers to stop that aromatization process. Um, due to... Uh, uh, lack of research uh, most results that you see are anecdotal meaning there are people that you know take these compounds and they kind of give you their own testimony behind it but um, you know you don't have the same um, level of data that you would have for your AASs or other supplements Um, the SARS market is unregulated so um, and that's mainly because um, they're labeled as being sold for research purposes and not dietary supplements so it's unregulated meaning they're legal as well and you can typically buy this buy these off a website um one thing that i did see that that really bothered me is that since it isn't considered an anabolic or androgenic steroid um there are some people that consider themselves natural even while they're taking songs because they're not taking so-called steroids so when we get into the research behind SARMs, only four of them, four of them have been clinically studied uh, or tested. Um, some of these studies looked into those with uh, loss of skeletal muscle uh, for medical conditions such as cancers or other conditions that result in sarcopenia, which is the, the muscle-wasting disease, they call it. Uh, those studies use elderly patients, or so these are patients greater than 60, which we know as you age, the harder it is to keep muscle on. And outside of those types of studies, most studies are done on animals, rats, mice, etc. So I got a few songs here I want to go over. Um, I would say the most common ones that I found um, doing my, my research. So let's start with Osterine, MK2866 in Novo's arm. Most, the most researched arm, typically used in bodybuilding and anyone that starts arms, this is the one that you typically start with. Uh, it is an oral, uh, meaning um, liquid or powder. Take it through the mouth. Um, unlike some AASs that are injectables, right? 
So Osterine, um, its benefits, we have improved recovery, fat loss, and massive muscle gains. So this, this will definitely get you, uh, get you started. Interesting fact, Taylor, if you watch football, Taylor Lewan, DeAndre Hopkins, who served his suspension this year, um, when they were actually suspended for PDs, this was the one that they got caught with. So next we have Testolone Rad 140. Uh, it was initially created to treat breast cancer and sarcopenia in women. It increases testosterone and human growth hormone levels. Again, it's an oral, and it increases muscle mass and fat loss. Myostine, YK11, another SARM that is a myostatin inhibitor. So if you don't know, myostatin is a protein that kind of puts a cap or limits your muscle growth and blocks testosterone levels. So it kind of regulates um, because you don't want to have you know, obviously too much muscle growth. That's actually not good for you. So you can Google some images of people or animals that have a genetic disorder where they have a lack of myosatin. You see how big they get. Um, anyways, um, so you inhibit myosatin. And what that does is they increase something called folostatin, which actually builds muscle. Okay. So you typically take this during cutting cycle to prevent muscle loss. So in the past, when I've talked about when you're cutting, you know, it's inevitable that you're going to lose muscle because you're in a caloric deficit. Um, but one way you can kind of slow that down, that muscle loss down, is increasing the protein intake uh, during the cut. All right. Um, Myostin is considered one of the most powerful SARMs available. It's an oral again, and it has it leads to better recovery muscle gain and improved fat loss next we have andarine 24 uh, excuse me s4 um typically used during the cutting it helps with fat loss reduces your water retention kind of gives you that grainy look um keep your skin nice and tight uh legandrol lgd 4033 mass building increased recovery boost your metabolism um this was also a song that was used by Joaquin Noah and Will Greer, um, basketball football players that actually got suspended for PED use. Last one I want to talk about is Nutriball, MK677. Um, it's not considered a song because of the mechanism that it, it functions by, but it's often paired with songs because it increases growth hormone and muscle mass. So, um, one benefit about all of these is that they, they don't convert to DHT. So uh, DHT is dihydrotestosterone, and this actually prevents testosterone production. And for the most part, DHT is supposedly supposed to lead to hair loss. And so the fact that these compounds, if you look at, look at them structurally, they don't resemble testosterone. They don't undergo that same, those same processes that testosterone does in regards to the aromatation and conversion to DHT. But man, let's talk about these side effects. So, you know, a, a in the pharmaceutical industry, um, I heard this guy say a compound without side effects is a compound that doesn't work. And I'll talk a little bit about that later, but here are the side effects. Oh man, hepatotoxicity. The inflammation of the liver, stomach pain, headaches, hypertension, Ooh, excuse me, HDL decreases, gyno, androgenic side effects, vision issues, aggression, acne, 
kidney issues still need to be cycled on and off. And some of them require post-cycle therapy because they can, you know, mess with estrogen levels. Um, when you come off a uh, cycle, you need to manage those estrogen levels and reactivate your test production. So what, what ends up happening is, you know, in the body, there's a ratio between testosterone and estrogen. Let's just say, for example, it's two to one. Well, as you increase your test production through PEDs, you're also going to increase the estrogen production to maintain that ratio. But once you cycle off and that testosterone level plummets, the estrogen levels don't come down as fast. So then there will be a, a, a portion of time where your estrogen is actually higher than your testosterone, which we know isn't good. So that's where a lot of these post-cycle therapies and you also hear about it uh, as TRT for those that take AASs. So overall, my opinion, I wouldn't take them at all. Absolutely not. Um, you know, although they're marketed as an alternative to AASs, um, for me, the biggest drawback lies in the research and really the lack of understanding and the side effects. Because these are relatively new, you know, long-term effects have, have not been established. So you, you really don't know what can happen. We, we see what's happening with AASs where you see people passing away typically from heart or liver or some sort of organ damage, right? Um, but with these, we don't, we just quite don't know yet. The time really hasn't been there um, fully. Um, and, and like I mentioned with side effects, is a con if a compound doesn't have side effects, it's a compound that doesn't work. And you'll understand that side effects occur when, from to, to me, it's two, two reasons. When you have too little or too much of something, because everything in the body is in a ratio, it's in a balance, right? Um, so when you go over or under that, you start getting side effects, right? You see issues with, let's say, deficiencies in vitamin B2, B12, you know, people's skin changing color, weird things, right? Uh, another one is when you introduce something that isn't naturally occurring. You know, look at all these these commercials that market medicine. They always have a side effect because essentially what you're doing is you're solving one problem, but you, you try to create a problem that's not as big of a deal, right? So you have you have depression. Yeah, I can, I can help with the depression, but maybe you get upset stomach. Maybe you can't sleep. You know, you kind of shift to say, hey, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather have an upset stomach than deal with depression all day, right? That's just an example, but um, that's kind of how it goes. And so for me personally, while my, my goal isn't in bodybuilding, you know, I think we all want to look our best. And I also believe that it doesn't have to come at the cost of our health. Um, and what, what we see now, um, especially in social media, is that SARM use is, is very heavy among teenagers. Um, I believe mainly because either they don't have the money, the doctors, or the coaching to go the AAS route. So as you know, to get AAS is one is illegal, right? But you know, you really, you really need, especially because it's an injectable. You know, you need people that are knowledgeable about uh, needle gauge and, and the dosing and all that type of stuff. But SARMs are commercially available, and they, and they have an ease of access. Um, they're in pill form, right? Everything's already measured out versus AESs, especially the injectables. And you have to measure out what you need, where these are just in pill form. They're all orals, right? And, you know, I think another thing is that they're marketed and branded in a way that's appealing. Like, I saw one earlier with Hulk pills. You know, they're green pills, and they got the Hulk on the front. Um, and so, you know, 
in, in closing, uh, as usual, I, you know, I can't make suggestions to people. You know, I'm not a medical professional. You know, what, what I try to do here is present facts and leave it up to you to make the decision. Uh, but again, in my opinion, I wouldn't take it. You know, um, I've seen some weird stuff. I think there's a, a TikTok or Instagram called Song Girl. Um, and she says she just knows she doesn't want to wait. And unfortunately, that's the trend of the generation. They just don't want to wait and, and put that time in to get the results. You know, I've been looking since uh, 2009. So it's been a long time for me. We're coming up um, almost in 14 years. And, you know, my body has fluctuated between lean and bulk and all that type of stuff. And some people, they don't want to go through that. They want to stay lean year round, and, and, and while that's appealing for social media, again, like I mentioned earlier, you know, it, it comes at a cost. You gotta pay for that, right? Um, I'd rather do it, stay natural, do it naturally, and, and go through the grind, you know, get out the mud. Um, that's just me. That's my opinion, and uh, I hope you learned something from this one. Pretty decent uh, podcast. Pretty decent information here, and um, yeah. Just something to think about and introduce to everybody. Thank you for listening. Later.